Hey, what's up, guys? It's JC Sporecast, and I'm here with another podcast for you guys. Guys, in today's episode, we're going to start off with like usually every episode, like talk about the Leafs, um, the trade deadlines coming up, so any potential moves, uh, the current standings, what I think is going to transpire this month, and also the Toronto Raptors, uh, where I think they go this season after a big win yesterday. Uh, will they make the playoffs? And to conclude, WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania is this Saturday. It's Sunday, and you've got NXT TakeOver tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, so it's a big episode. So let's get straight into things with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, so with trade news first, let's start with that. I've heard that Adrian Kemp on um, Los Angeles Kings is on the trade uh, radar for Kyle Dubas, as well as Mikael Granlin. So Mikael Granlin is who I've been keen on for Kyle Dubas to pull the trigger on and get. Uh, I think he had really good depth to this top six and this team. Again, Galchenyuk has been playing really, really well. So, okay, maybe you ease Granlin into things. Put him on the third line. Make him play with, like, you know, Kerfoot. Uh, I don't know if you want to split the third line. Uh, the third line's been producing. So maybe you do put him on the second line. Try things out. You know, swap things out. You've got a really good offensive team. Uh, if a player goes down, you know, you've got guys like Nick Patan still ready to play and he can play. Um, Jumbo Joe so this is a really good team uh, I think adding him maybe swapping for Galchenyuk on the second line yeah and put Galchenyuk maybe on the fourth or third line that would be a really good move for us um, I've heard that maybe the Leafs don't make a trade but I really think they do I think Kyle Dubas like stay under the radar and most of the moves you could even say all the moves you weren't expecting so far that he's made uh, some trades so now with the Leafs, um, so if I go to the schedule here and I go to the Leafs had a really, really rough month in April, uh, in March. Uh, they were tied, I think, for the fewest points in the entire month, I think with like 11 points. So it's been a good start uh, this month. They're 3-0, a, a 2-1 win in overtime to the Jets and then a 4-2 and a 5-3 win against the Calgary Flames. Now, if you go check the standings and you do see that the Toronto Maple Leafs are in first place um, with six points in hand on the Winnipeg Jets. Now, it's going to be tough for them to come back. 17 games left. I mean, the Leafs, this is the best season they've had. Uh, 26 wins in thirty-nine. the first 39 games. That's a really, really good season for us. We should have more. We should have more. We should have at least 30. There have been a few games they've let slip away that we shouldn't have lost. But, you know, I'm not complaining. This is a really good season so far. And I do see the Jets as the biggest threat to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, I mean, you've got Montreal, who's got four games in hand on second and third. Uh, and as well as first. Uh, they play 35 games. They've got 43 points. So they could, if they play well, you know, get a top spot. But I do see the Leafs play Montreal first round or Edmonton. And I do think that we're stronger than them. Like our defense is stronger than them. Uh, our offense is maybe the goaltending. But Jack Campbell, 9-0. He hasn't lost. He said he's tied the franchise record, actually, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So 9-0, one more, and he sets the record. He's playing really good. Uh, do the Leafs need a goalie now? No. Uh, I don't think they need a goalie. If you want to get maybe Linus Allmark, yeah, James Reimer, sure. But James Campbell and... Uh, Frederick Anderson are playing really, really well as a duo. Um, 
sorry. And uh, Freddie Anderson, I mean, he's – I would take my sweet time with Freddie Anderson. You want him 100% when it comes to playoffs because that's when the season starts for this team. You know that they're already in a top division. Most people have them top in the division. You want to pass the first round. You want to pass second round. You need to make it out of this division to make it a successful season and maybe even go on to win the Stanley Cup and get into the Stanley Cup. I mean, I got this Toronto Maple Leafs actually making the Stanley Cup, winning it. I mean, there's a lot of good teams. It may be tough to win it, but I think our division is looking like we're the best team. The Toronto Maple Leafs should move on and uh, win the division. Um, do I see like a team like Winnipeg or Edmonton upsetting us? No, I don't because you could say that they do have a better goaltender for at least <laughs> um, Winnipeg, but I don't think that they're strong enough. I think this team is ready. Um, Austin Matthews, is, he's going to win the Rocket Richard. There's no doubt about it. I think he's on pace for now 39 goals, I believe. It went from 50 to like, yeah, obviously it was going to be tough, but 39 goals maybe. Um in a short, short amount of games. Uh, I think it said 50 games, 39 goals is what they have right at right now. So that's ridiculous. Uh, does he hit 50 or does he hit 40? Cause I don't think he's gonna hit 50. He's got 27, that's another 23 goals in 17 games. So that's more than a goal game. Does he hit 50, which is 13 goals in 17 games? Um. I mean, it's it's tough because you got to think about are the Leafs going to give him as many minutes as the season starts to come closer and closer to the playoffs? Like, are they going to give him the same minutes? Are they going to rest him a bit? I think he gets 35 easily. 40 is tough, but I think the Rocker Shard, he's easily got it. Um, yeah, 56-game season. This is this is really getting interesting now. We're getting to the end of the season. Um I don't think Vancouver, I mean, Vancouver, there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of COVID cases. Uh, prayers for all the players and staff members involved with the coronavirus. I mean, you don't want to see anything happen like this. Like, this is a crazy spread. I'm actually hoping for a speedy recovery for all the players, all the staff members involved. This is a really sad time. You don't want to see this happen. I mean, hockey shouldn't be number one. The players' health should be number one. Prayers for them. Uh, I do think they should shut down their season. I mean... If you come back, how are, how are they going to do things? I think the most realistic thing is taking the win percentage. There's a lot of postponed games. Take the win percentage. Uh, I think that's most likely what they will do. But let's see. Maybe another play-in tournament. Who knows what they're thinking. But we'll see as time goes on. And uh, now on to the Toronto Raptors. Uh, a big win yesterday. A game-winning three-pointer from Gary Trent Jr. I love that trade from the beginning. Huge upside, and you get Rodney Hood, who signed until next year for $11 million, I'm, I'm 100% sure. Um, yeah, Gary Trent Jr. is a really good player. Uh, he's got a huge upside, and I like that Masai saw that in him. I would have liked to possibly trade Kyle Lowry. THT or Tyler Hero was what we wanted, but obviously we didn't get it, so I trade him. I hope he does go to someone like Philly because I like to see him in Philly. Or maybe, I mean, does he go to the Lakers or Clippers? Do they have enough? He probably wants to get paid a bit. I think Philly can possibly get him. He'll take a home comp 
hometown discount. And they could use someone like him. They are, I believe they are actually top of the Eastern Conference. Uh, let me double check that. No, they are. Okay, so they, they've got a game in hand uh, to the Brooklyn Nets. So, yeah, they're tied for first right now. And uh, the Raptors at 11th. Now, do I really want the Toronto Raptors to make a playoff push? I would say no. Um, it sucks because I do want to see them play playoff basketball, but I think the money is tank a bit. Like, not tank, but, I mean, you got to look at this draft class. you got to look at what we need. We need another point guard. We need a big man. I'd say we need a big man more than a point guard because, you know, you've still got a lot of good guards. But if Kyle Lowry leaves, you need a center. And I think Yvonne Mobley is that guy. He had a really, really good season out of USC. Um, he's the guy I would target. I think Masai kind of wants to target him. Now, if we look at the NBA mock drafts right now, I wonder who they have um, landing with Toronto. So here's one page, for example. They've got Minnesota taking Cade Cunningham. So that would be two years in a row they could potentially get the first pick. Now, Minnesota's got a lot of problems. Uh, Carnathy Talons, I, he's dealing with a tough season. I don't blame him, but I would want out if I were him. This It's been a rough, rough few years. He's a world-class talent. He's a top-five center, and he's wasting – his wasted years for uh, Minnesota is really hurting him. So I would want out if I were him. Houston Rockets, yeah, taking Yvonne Mobley. Um, Jalen Suggs to Detroit, that makes sense. Jalen Green to Cleveland, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Kaminga to Orlando. So if you keep going down the list, uh, they have us at seven, taking Moses Moody, the small forward. He's a good player, actually. He's one of my favorite players in this NCAA tournament. I had Arkansas actually going far. Uh, they did go far. So would I take a small forward? Yeah, maybe. If he's the best available player, I would take him. But I would really, really want them to take a big man. You know, maybe Kai Jones. Um yeah, Von Mobley or Kai Jones is who I really want them to take. I think that they really need a big man, a small forward. I don't think it's the issue. You've got OG and Anobi. But again, if he is the best player, take him in the draft. So I really hope that they can sneak up, get a top three pick, get an Von Mobley, because that would be amazing. Or even if you don't get a top three, if you get top three, sorry, for example, and Von Mobley is not there. You get a top five, top three pick. Who would I take? Cade Cunningham, I mean, he's going to be the first pick, so you would take him if you get first pick. But uh, Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs is an amazing athlete. He played basketball and football. So he's a great athlete. You could have him and Fred Van Fleet. And that would be, you could say, a top five backcourt in the Eastern Conference. Just like that, a one-year rebuild. And I'm also hearing that the Raps may pursue Bradley Beal in a free agency. He is a free agent. Um, now, does he come here? Does he come here because maybe we get a good player and um, a, a good rookie and he does decide to come here. He sees things. Uh, they're saying that he has loyalty with the Wizards. He doesn't want to quit on them. But I mean, you got to think deep down, he's worth, he's worth way more than playing there. Um, I think I don't think they're in a playoff spot right now uh, as I go on to check, but I've heard that the Raptors are interested in Bradley Beal. Uh, the Wizards sit 
13th. So they're on a four-game losing streak. Now, does he potentially come here? Maybe. Maybe he does, but Toronto is a sleeper spot for Bradley Beal this offseason. Um, do they have the cap space? Yeah, they do have the cap space because Kyle Lowry would be leaving. Bradley Beal could be leaving, or Bradley Beal could be joining and leaving the Washington Wizards. So why not? You could have a Fred Van Fleet, you know. This would be ideal. If I'm a Raptor fan, this is what I would want as my starting five next year. So you could have Fred Van Fleet and Bradley Beal as your backcourt, right? OG and Anobi. Pascal Siakam and Vaughn Mobley. That's my ideal dream situation. And you got Boucher, you know what I mean? Um, Rodney Hood, Gary Trent Jr., Malachi Flynn, guys like that coming off your bench. So I would I would love that. Uh, I think that if we can get Beal, if we can get Vaughn Mobley, that'd be amazing. But maybe Beal doesn't come here. Maybe he goes to a team that's actually a championship team that's proven they can make the playoffs and go far. Uh, but Beal's got to think about it. We were a quiet away from making, from winning a championship. He could be that guy and uh, take this far. So now on to things for WrestleMania. Uh, the match cards, I don't believe a change since the last podcast. But if, as I take a look, uh, what do I think should be the main events? Uh, so obviously Edge, Roman, and Daniel Bryan of night two. I think night one should be Bianca and Sasha. I think you give... I've heard a lot of stuff of they don't want a kickoff show on the first day because they want the first centers to be big. So I would give it to Sasha and Bianca as the main event. And maybe you put Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. I mean, Drew McIntyre was carrying them throughout the entire, you know, 2020. I think he deserves the starting entrance, the first entrance. Let him get that reaction. Uh, he really deserves it. So I would give him that and give the woman's championship match the main event uh i've also seen that no champion is favored to retain there's gonna be a lot of title changes now i don't think every title is going to be changed but i really hope roman reigns retains the title if not edge pins brian that's why you put brian in the match but this should be an interesting wrestlemania uh there's been no changes i will have a podcast reviewing the episode just a podcast solely focused on stand and deliver nxt and WrestleMania. So that will be later this week for Stand and Deliver and Monday for WrestleMania. So the last thing I want to talk about today is a big story in the wrestling community. Uh, CM Punk. Everyone's wanted CM Punk to return to wrestling. I've wanted him to come back to WWE. And I've seen uh, an article. Triple H was asked about CM Punk. Uh, he, this is what he said, and I quote, if he's spoken to CM Punk. Last time I talked to Punk, a year and a half, a year and three quarters ago. A funny thing that people constantly will say when his return is, but in some way, I don't know whether or not he does or not. But that has to be what he wants. When people talk about they go make the call, what if what says if we make the call and he wants to answer? What says if we make the call, he doesn't go like, yeah, I'm not interested in doing that anymore. Maybe he's just done with it. That's a big, big storyline. CM Punk. Is he going to come back? I personally think he's going to come back. When things start to get back to normal, I think the news will come back. Maybe he comes back. But um, WWE would be pretty dumb not to bring him back. How much money they'd bring. I know they love their money. How much money and popularity and fans they would bring back. I know a lot of fans would be like, if CM Punk comes back, I want back. I want to be back. I want to start watching it. And he said that he's open to a return. 
So that has changed from when he first left saying, I will never wrestle again. I'll never go back. So things have changed in these couple years that he's left. So bring CM Punk back. That'd be amazing. Now, he also, Punk had to say, on uh, Chris Jericho's appearance on Broken Skull Sessions, which we'll get into that a little bit after, uh, Punk says that it's interesting. Uh, my major reaction opinion is Vince McMahon isn't afraid of AEW because if he was, he wouldn't allow that to happen, which I agree. Why would Vince McMahon allow this to happen? He clearly doesn't see them as a big threat to WWE. Uh, having Jericho on his show may be proof of it. Uh, it also shows that Vince likely has no hard feelings about Jericho when to join AEW. I don't think Vince has hard feelings because I heard that he said, you should take the deal. You should take the deal. He's getting paid. You should take it. It's a great opportunity. So maybe he doesn't see them as a comp, as a threat right now, but maybe in a few years' time, if AEW continues to grow as it is, maybe he will. Now, Chris Jericho, to finally finish things off on uh, the Broken Skull Sessions, I was in shock. I mean, I never, I would, I didn't think I'd see a WWE outsider. AEW was competing against NXT on Wednesday nights and NXT moving eventually Tuesdays. This was massive. Uh, AEW and WWE. I mean, they obviously had to talk with each other. This is, yeah, I agree with CM Punk. He doesn't see them as a big threat. But will Stone Cold talk about AEW? Um, maybe. Maybe on the podcast. But there's a lot of talk about with Chris Jericho. He's a legend in the business. You could have him on your Mount Rushmore. He's an absolute legend in this business. And I'm glad that they've done this. This will be, I'm, I'm definitely going to tune in. I've watched every single one. I enjoy watching these. I love wrestling. So I'm definitely going to tune in and hear what Chris Jericho has to say. So guys, thank you guys for listening to this. Um, I'll definitely have a podcast on Friday. So stay tuned for that, covering NXT. And uh, definitely have one on Monday. So thank you guys for listening. Go Leafs go, go Raps. It's WrestleMania season. Get ready, guys.